Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Rodrigo, and normally alongside me, of course, is my good friend and co-host, LPJ professional, Cindy Miller, and we, of course, are the host, but Cindy's off this week, so I'm going to be uh, batching it, as they say, here on the program this morning, but I've got a great show for you this morning. We've got two uh, great young ladies coming up uh, from the uh, fresh off the Symmetra Tours Q Series uh, finalists, uh, Jennifer Cupcho and Sarah Smelzel. Uh, she's going to be joining us a little bit later on the show, and, and Jennifer's going to be up here first. But let me remind everybody, of course, we are live uh, every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network. And, of course, the best way to find us is go to blogtalkradio.com and just type in Women of Golf, and that will take you there uh, to the main page. And you can listen to us live uh, on Tuesdays, or for some reason, if you can't join us live, uh, just visit that page and that link. And you can scroll down to the on-demand section and listen to uh, the show in its entirety or any of the other previously aired broadcasts when it's convenient for you. Some other great ways to tune in on social media is go to iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and now TalkStreamLive.com. And uh, again, just type in Women of Golf and you can check us out there. Uh, If you want to call in and speak to either Cindy or I uh, during the live broadcast, you can do so by calling area code 347-945-5855. And uh, some other great ways as well to reach out is to our respective emails. If you have any questions or comments about the show, or maybe there's an interesting topic that you'd like for us to cover on the broadcast, uh, you can reach out uh, to the following. Uh, Cindy's email is cindy at cindymillergolf.com, and mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And don't forget to uh, tune in every Thursday evening to my other broadcast from 6 to 8 Central uh, Golf Talk Live. We've got a great show for you coming up this week. Obviously, we're going to start off with the another round of Coach's Corner panel, and then followed by an insightful interview with one of my special guests. So make sure you tune in Thursday evening uh, to the blogtalkradio.com network Golf Talk Live program. All right, as I mentioned, I've got two great uh, young ladies joining me this morning. First up is uh, Jennifer Cupcho, and I'll tell you a little bit about her, and then I will bring her on live. Uh, she's 21 and is from Westminster, Colorado. Uh, she's currently a senior at Wake Forest. Uh, she won the 2018 NCAA uh, Individual Championship title, the first wire-to-wire NCWA uh, champion since 2002. She played on the 2018 U.S. Uh, Curtis Cup and Palmer Cup teams, and she made three uh, career starts on the LPGA, including two top 25 finishes, uh, tied 16th at the 2018 Marathon Classic and tied 21, uh, 21st sorry, at the 2017 U.S. Women's Open. So please welcome my very special guest this morning, Jennifer Cupcho. Good morning, Jennifer. Thank you. Good morning. How are you? I'm I'm doing very well. Um, Jennifer, I think that the first and, and obvious question, well, first off, congratulations on, on making it through uh, Q-Series. I know uh, from some of the feedback that I've been getting uh, from the Symmetra Tours uh, media official, Zach Zapanek, 
that you ladies really uh, had your medal tested, if you will, uh, out on the golf course. So congratulations, first and foremost. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was quite a battle. Eight rounds of golf was <laughs> definitely a lot more than I've ever played. So, uh, yeah, it was quite the battle. So thank you so much. Well, you're very, very welcome. Um, so I guess, and, and just for, for those that maybe uh, didn't understand uh, what I was talking about, is Q-Series is now what they're calling it. It used to be uh, Q-School, and they've changed the format. The LPGA has changed the format, and it's now called uh, Q-Series. And uh, Jennifer and many of the other young ladies that are battling to get uh, race for the card, if you will, out on the, uh, the full tour LPGA tour, um, just played eight grueling rounds over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and you finished with a cumulative score of 559 over eight rounds, uh, bring you in second spot at 17 under par. So my first question, Jennifer, is uh, are you exhausted? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, I mean, not only from the golf, but I mean, since I'm still in school, missing two weeks of school, um, it's definitely not something you do in college. It's not normal. So um, having to battle through doing two weeks of schoolwork while still playing eight rounds and obviously eight rounds of stressful golf, because I mean, this is what you want to do for a living. So um, you have all that pressure as well. So yeah, it was just it was just a crazy couple of weeks and now I'm just taking a little break and kind of getting myself back on track. So what are you going to do? We'll, we'll talk a little bit about Wake Forest here in just a minute, but I want to ask you uh Jennifer about um you know, really in as difficult as it was having to say on top of your schoolwork had to be a little bit of um uh, as difficult as it was a little bit of a break for you to get uh, to be distracted from the golf momentarily and focus on something different. Did that help you a little bit? Do you think? Um, yeah, I think it did a little bit. Um, I would say the only thing was I had a 10 page paper due right in the middle of it. So oh. while <laughs> you still do have something to escape also while you're on the golf course, you're thinking, Oh good. I have to go back and write a 10 page paper, which obviously no one really wants to do. So, um, I think it it could be looked at as it helped me, but I mean, I think there was definitely a little bit of stress, at least that first week on the golf course, knowing that I was going to have to go back and get this assignment in. Well, hopefully your professor cut you a little bit of slack, uh, given what you were doing and, and doesn't grade you too harshly on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let me ask you, um, uh, and again, we'll talk about a little bit more about uh, Wake Forest in a few moments. But um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you won the, the 2018 uh, NCAA Individual Championship title. So obviously, you, you, you know what it, it, it means to win uh, a tournament. And you also competed, as I mentioned earlier as well, in some LPGA events. So you know how to get out there and compete. Did that help give you some confidence, do you think, winning that uh, NCAA uh, title? Um, yeah, I think it did, actually. Um... I think it was a little bit different than what you were talking about because most people don't know. I kind of had like a little rough stretch right before I went to NCAA. Um, I wasn't playing very well, didn't really have very much confidence. And then I just showed up to that tournament and I was able to perform. And I mean, the same thing happened this whole last fall semester. I was not playing well at all. I was barely finishing in the top 20 in college events, and I was like, oh, good. Like, 
how am I going to compete when I really need to? And I, like, over multiple talks with my coaches and everything, they just said, hey, like, you've done it before. Like, you always show up and perform when you need to. You'll be fine. Just relax. Keep practicing. It'll come out when you need it. And them just telling me that made me kind of realize that I really – am kind of that person where I just I really show up for the tournaments I need to play well in and I was able to go in with confidence and play a couple mediocre rounds one over even the first two rounds and then came out with I think it was three or four under and then a five under the next day and that just really boosted my confidence like okay I can do this and that was just really relaxing at that point. Yeah, and, and so the folks listening to the show this morning can really appreciate. I mean, you, you guys played eight rounds through this Q series. Um, that's a lot of golf, uh, and it's not like you had a week off in between. You played a week, and then you played the next week. So you didn't get really a lot of break. And then on top of that, as you mentioned, uh, you had to get some uh, stuff ready uh, for Wake Forest, uh, you know, a 10-page assignment and some other things, I'm sure. Um, so on top of that, so you had to be mentally uh, not only prepared out in the golf course, but then you had to kind of get your brain wrapped around the assignments and things like that you had to do for school, correct? Yes, exactly. And actually, on top of all of that, um, the, first week, <laughs> uh, the first week before uh, the final round, so it was Saturday night, I actually got food poisoning. So oh. that was just that was another thing that just came out and you're like, Oh gosh. Another another thing <laughs> to add to these two stressful weeks. So it was wow. just a lot of overcoming adversity to everything. Well, as they say here in the South, bless your heart, Jennifer. Um that's not an easy thing uh to have to get over and especially to get it right at the beginning. Uh, of of the series like that. Now, I, I also mentioned you played on the the, uh, the Curtis um, Curtis Cup and the Palmer Cup teams, um, which is a little bit different format than what uh, most players traditionally are used to. How do you consider yourself um, playing in a team format? Do you consider yourself uh, pretty comfortable in that format? Because and I, the reason why I ask you that is if if you look at a lot of the players on the professional tours. Uh, some are very good individual players, but when they get into that team, whether it be the Ryder Cup or the Solheim Cup, suddenly their game, especially on the men's, I've got to confess, it's on the, more on the PGA than I think the LPGA, um, but they don't seem to, to perform as well. Do you consider yourself uh, a pretty good team player as well as an individual? Um, yeah, I would say I'm a pretty good team um, player just because I think in those formats, when you're playing four ball and alternate shot, you always have your other team like your teammate to support you and kind of come back from your bad shots so I think there's a lot less pressure in team golf um and kind of going into it I think that's probably why I played so well because I always knew I had a really good teammate right next to me to back me up right Uh, and as I said I think I, I I notice more when I watch the Solheim than I do the Ryder Cup I think the Solheim Cup the the girls just seem to really gel together well. And I think, um, you know, there's just a, a great camaraderie. And unfortunately, the Ryder Cup, and I'm, I'm mainly referring, of course, to Team USA, um, the men just don't seem to have that same chemistry 
Um, why do you think that is? Why do you think the, the ladies just seem to have a better bonding experience um, than maybe the men do, or do you see it? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can see it a little bit. Um, I think just because I think girls get along generally like just better, like they're all accepting to each other because, yeah, they are right. shooting for the same thing. They are trying to make a living for everything, but they're also they also want to be friends with who they're playing with. Like you don't sure. want to be playing a final round with someone that you absolutely hate. Like the whole point of <laughs> I think for I think for girls right. it's a lot of I I want to have fun while I'm doing this. So I think they right. kind of just gel gel really well. Um, I don't know exactly why guys do that. I mean, maybe it's just egos and whatnot that they all want yeah. to be better than each other. I mean, I think that could be a big part of it. But, yeah, I mean, I know the t- all the teams that I was on this summer, we all got along really well. And it was different mixes of girls for all of them um, with a few returners, and we still all got along really well. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that's a great assessment. Um, you know, I've had the, the honor and pleasure, as, as Cindy has as well, to interview a lot of the, the winners this season off the Symmetra Tour. And what was very interesting is they all, even though many of them have played competitively against one another in college, um, if that other player was doing well, and maybe you, as an example, I'm going to use you as an example, let's say you weren't doing as well, you were still out there supporting that other player um, and, and sort of encouraging them and, you know, egging them on, like, hey, you know, you can do it and so on and so forth. And I think there's a real, um, as you said, camaraderie uh, amongst the, the girls out there on, on the Symmetra, and, and obviously um, it transforms out to the LPGA. And I think that's a, a great testament to women's golf. Um, now, I want to get back to the rounds here real quick. Um, as I mentioned, you, you played some very impressive rounds over the last few weeks. What do you think your rock was that kept you going? What was your strong point that really, uh, I mean, obviously you talked a little bit about the mental side, but physically what part of your game really held together uh, and gave you that a- extra boost of confidence? Um, I think my putting. Um, I mean, my driver was kind of all over the place this week, so obviously my punch shots were really good, which I don't know how, because I'd never practiced them because I'm used to hitting the fairways. <laughs> but... Um, I think if I was just off the green and I just got myself within 10 feet, there was a pretty solid chance that my putter would clean up the job. And I think that was really good for me because I've been struggling with putting recently. So um, to kind of have that as my backbone of my game was, I mean, it was just, I think it was big confidence boost when I was making putts. Yeah, and that's you know that's kind of interesting that you say that, uh, Jennifer, because that's kind of been a very common theme with many of the other young girls that we've we've interviewed on here, is you know when the putting is on, uh, they're having a pretty good round. When the putting's off, you know all all bets are off, if you will. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of our amateur golfers could take away. Um, w- would you agree with that? That putting, you know, it's great to be able to hit it straight off the tee. But once you get to the green, if you're, you know, two and three or four putting all the time, you're not going to shoot very low scores. Is that a pretty accurate assessment, you think? Yeah, I think that is a very accurate assessment. I mean, 
three putts, my dad always told me three putts are like missing a free throw. You're literally right there so close and you can't get it down in two. So, I mean, I've always focused so hard on trying to lag it close, trying, like trying to give yourself a tap in no matter how far you are. Um, just because those are easy strokes that you're giving away compared to if you're ha- if you have a 170 yard shot into the green, like it's not guaranteed you're going to hit it close or even on the green. Right. So if right. you if you do hit it on the green, like it's you have to be able to get it down from there. Yeah, that's a great and some great advice from your dad. Um, all right, as I mentioned, uh, as we talked about very early on, um, you're a senior now at Wake Forest. Uh, they're they're making you do all kinds of reports and things like that in order. Uh, to graduate. So, um, and I understand from what you told me off air, but also some things that I've read that you're going to finish out uh, and complete your education at Wake Forest and graduate uh, before actually jumping out on the professional ranks. Um, First off, what is your major? Are you majoring in anything? And is that true that you're going to do that? Yeah, um, I'm majoring in communication. um, And yes, I'm planning to finish out Wake is just a, such a great school and a hard school that um, I kind of struggled my first two years and getting through that struggle and being here at this point, I don't, I don't really want to throw three and a half years of work just out the window. Um, so yeah, I do plan to graduate and um, the LPGA is always going to be there. So I know I have a bunch That's of right. people saying, I can't believe you're not turning pro. And I'm, I just keep telling them, well, the LPGA is going to be there when I get out. Like, it's not like it's going anywhere. So um, I think staying in school and graduating is great, but I think it's also going to be great to kind of prove to my team that I am there for them and I'm going to be able to play well in the spring and kind of just work with my coaches and get my game to where it really needs to be for when I turn pro, for when I turn pro. Smart girl. I think that's uh, I think that's a very wise decision. A lot of times we see, um, you know, the, the pressures. We've seen a lot of players. Now I'm not going to name any, but you know, we've seen a lot of players over the years that were still in school and jumped out on the pro tour, and ultimately, you know, many cases went back and, and completed their education. But it was a little tougher then. And I think really, uh, this is going to help you in the long run. First off, you're going to get a, a first class education. Uh, and that's going to be behind you. That's going to be one more uh, check in the box, if you will, that you're going to be able to tick off and say, okay, I got my education here. Um, now I'm going to really go out and immerse myself out in the LPJ and see what I can do out here uh, and sort of really start into your career. So, um, but you've always got that solid education behind you. And I think it, it, it sharpens you mentally um, for whatever it is that you decide to do with the rest of your life, because now, you know, you've learned some great skill set. Um, outside of just on the golf course. So kudos to you. And, and uh, I'm very, very proud of the fact that, that you're going to do that. Cause it's, I know it's not an easy decision when you get a lot of outside pressure. Um, so congratulations yeah, yeah. For, for making a smart choice. Um, and well, I'm sure your parents you so love it too. Cause yeah, I'm sure your parents love it too. <laughs> I know Wake Forest isn't cheap, so I'm sure that they uh, want to make sure that you get that. Um, so yeah. let me ask you, yeah, let me ask you about golf in general. Uh, golf is, of course, widely becoming a big deal, especially among young women like yourself. Um, the st- uh, statistics, depending on where you read, is anywhere from 30 to 35% of all new golfers 
are, are women. What do you equate the sudden boom in women's golf? Why do you think there's such a, a big surge in women's golf? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, <laughs> I don't know, actually. Um, I think just – Well, it, um, let, me, let, me, let me edit it down a little bit to make it easier. Why do you think a lot of young girls like yourself forget – I mean, obviously there's women that are in business and things, and that they see the opportunities uh, as a business tool. But young girls, I mean, this is something that they're just all sort of flocking. I mean, that, that's over a third of all new golfers in the, over the last several years – are young girls aging anywhere from about 12 up to uh, I think early thirties. So that's a a pretty unique demographic there. What do you think it is about girls your age that suddenly have, have sort of flocked to golf? What what do you think it is about golf that's attracting young ladies? Well, I think it could be. um, I mean, I know there's a lot of scholarships out there for women's golfers um, to play in college. So I think that could be something that parents are looking at, girls are looking at, saying, oh, well, I could get a free education while I'm playing golf. And right. I think it also, yeah, I think it also could be, I think just in general, um, I think the game is growing. Um, and I think with our our classes that are in college currently, so the past four years, I think we all kind of have started to show that college is really worth it and college can really improve your game. And I think it just kind of, I think there's just so many good programs, um, both in college, but also just like junior programs where people or where girls can go and play. And I think it's really growing the game um, and people are attracted to that. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I think you're exactly right. I think the, the education opportunities with the scholarships, I think, is certainly, um, you know, given young ladies an opportunity to say, hey, I can get a, a first-class education at the same time I can learn to play golf. And I think also, too, as I mentioned, I think a lot of um, women in general uh, are seeing that for, for many, many years, I mean, obviously the LPGA has been around for, for a long time, but um, more and more business women are starting to see the benefits that men have enjoyed uh, as as a business experience, getting out there with clients and and building uh, long term relationships, business relationships as well as friendships. And they want to get out there and, and have fun, and they want to get out there and compete in something um, that they don't have to necessarily worry. Um, and, and I'm not criticizing any of their sports, but you know, sports like tennis and and you know, softball and other things like that are very hard impact sports. And I think golf, even though it can be difficult if you're not careful, um, is something that they can play well into their golden years, if you will, unlike a lot of other sports. And I think that's a uh, a factor as well. Do, what do you think about that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, just people think or people see that you can play it when you're later in life. And I think it's kind of just a bonding experience, obviously more than other sports just because it's slower pace you're getting to kind of talk to the people that you're playing with so i think you just um create relationships and friendships with people that you're playing with well it, it, exactly and i think jennifer that i know for because as i said cindy and i have interviewed many many young uh young ladies and, and obviously mature women on the show 
that have their own businesses. And I mean, where else can you have somebody's attention? You know, most sales calls, you might be lucky if you get 20 minutes uh, in an interview type process. Um, but you've got their, their interest for, you know, anywhere from four to five hours out in the golf course. And if you add a meal into that as well, then you can add a little bit more. So it gives you a great opportunity as a business person um, to really be able to get to know and understand your, your customer uh, and decide whether or not you even want to do business with them. Because uh, you learn a lot by how people play and ha- how they conduct themselves out in the golf course, you know, when they're wrapping right. their club around a tree because they've hit a bad shot out of a bunker or something or missed, uh, you know, scalded over the green. You really get to see what uh, what people are made of. So it works in, in multiple ways. All right, uh, final question for you, then I'm going to let you go because I know you got to uh, hit the books. Um, any aspirations of maybe teaching golf down the road? Obviously, you want to go out and you're going to, be a competitive player out in the LPGA, but um, at some point, have you ever thought about or considered, hey, you know, maybe I'd like to teach at some point down the road? Um, yeah, actually, um, obviously before, well, I was always kind of planning or hoping to be on the LPGA, but um, yeah, kind of my backup plan has been um, maybe be, I mean, obviously be somewhere around golf, either teaching golf, tournament director, um, also possibly a college coach. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of my main goal is just go out, play and kind of see where that takes me. Um, obviously I'm kind of hoping if it could all go my way, I would hope to (laughs) play, play for like 10 to 15 years. And then hopefully by then I would be able to go out and have a family and kind of just move on and go into either college coaching or um, teaching in general. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of hope. I'm hoping that's how it works, but obviously um, you can only dream. And so we'll see where that takes me. Well, you know what? Every career starts with a great dream. And I think that's a fantastic one, Jennifer, to start with. And I have no doubt that uh, you're going to do well out in the LPJ. You've got a great personality and, and I appreciate you taking time uh, and sharing that this morning uh, with myself and, and the audience. So good luck, Jennifer, uh, uh, both at Wake Forest and, and completing your education and also next season on the LBJ. And I hope that you'll take an opportunity. Uh, I'm going to extend the invite to you. You're always welcome to come back and share your thoughts. And hopefully next time, uh, Cindy Miller will be on here with me and you'll get a chance to talk to her as well because she's a great uh, ambassador of the LPJ uh, group and she also now plays on the Legends Tour so she gets to hobnob with some of the best golfers in the world uh, so uh, she'd be a great one to uh, to pick her brain she's got a lot of great experience but uh, Jennifer um, thank you again for joining me uh, this morning on the Women of Golf yeah well thank you so much for having me all right well good luck and go get some rest and study hard and uh and uh, I hope to uh, watch you uh, win a few tournaments uh, next season on the LPJ. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. All right, that was my very special guest this morning, uh, Jennifer Cupcho. Uh, great young lady, obviously uh, currently attending Wake Forest, uh, finishing out her senior year, uh, and then she's going to jump out on the uh, LPJ Tour Uh, and begin her career there, and we wish her all the best. All right, my next guest, uh, Sarah Smelzel, is going to be joining me here, and let me just tell you a little bit about her. Sarah, of course, is 24, a little bit older than Jennifer, uh, and she's originally uh, from Phoenix, Arizona. She made uh, cuts uh, in 18 of 21 starts on the Symmetra Tour this season, uh, her second season on tour. 
she had seven top 10 finishes on the Symmetra Tour in, in 2018. Uh, in her last five events, she had four top five finishes uh, to finish 13th on the official money list. Uh, Sarah earned uh, All-American Honorable Mention while at the University of South Carolina and was the 2016 Golf, we- uh, Golf Week excuse me, All-American. Uh, when she was in the fourth grade, she had the honor of watching Annika Sorenstam, uh, obviously somebody that she admires, uh, hit, uh, shoot her historic 59 at the uh, 2001 Standard Register Ping at uh, her home course, course excuse me, in Moon Valley uh, Country Club. So let me welcome my second uh, finalist, if you will, from the Q Series, uh, Sarah Smelzel. Good morning, Hi, Sarah, everybody. and welcome to the Women of Golf. I'm doing very, Good, very how well. Are you? I'm doing fantastic. First off, uh, as I said to uh, Jennifer before you, congratulations. I know it's been a grueling couple of weeks, so uh, well done. Thank you so much. Um, Well, I'm glad you can join me this morning. And uh, Now, are you back in Arizona now, or are you out on this, uh, still out in the East Coast? No, I am actually, I made the drive from Pinehurst back to Phoenix. So I'm somewhere in uh, New Mexico right now, actually, at a truck stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're off. The, I'm glad you're off the road and, and able to to do this interview. I'd I'd feel bad if you were driving down the highway and and something were to happen. So I'm glad that you've pulled over to do this uh, this show. Um, so let me just uh, sort of bring everybody up to speed a little bit. Uh, of course, you just went through the Smith Tours uh, and LPJ's Q series, which is sort of the new uh, thing, if you will. It used to be the the uh, Q school that uh, a lot of the uh, competitors went through, and now they've changed the format to a Q series. And you finished third with uh, 14 under, and a total uh, cumulative score of the eight rounds is 562. So uh, again, well done on that. And uh, I'm going to ask you the same first question that I asked Jennifer. Uh, are you exhausted? I'm pretty exhausted. I think once I get home later this afternoon, I'm going to just plop on the couch and finally get to relax a little bit. Yeah, I I can imagine. You know, she said that, uh, you know, it was uh, eight rounds basically back-to-back, and you didn't get a lot of breathers in between. What did you do, do you think, um, Sarah, for you that – because obviously you're out there and you're playing for several hours each round – and you've got to kind of decompress when you come off that round. Um, you might want to review a few things, obviously, from the day. But what do you do to sort of relax and just say, okay, I need to really decompress. And today is over with, and i got to get ready for tomorrow. What do you do to give yourself a break? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think after rounds, I didn't really grind too much on anything technical. Maybe just did a little bit of a cool down, hit a few putts, and then we'd go back to the house. Um, I stayed in great host housing with a family that lives in the country club in North Carolina and had my boyfriend caddying for me. So it was pretty easy just being in a house with some great people. You know, we would play cards every night, make dinner. Um, So just kind of completely got our minds off of golf and tried to have some fun every night together as a group. So it it was really nice to kind of unwind that way every night. Now, what's your what's your boyfriend's first name? His name is Nate. Nate. So, was Nate a good caddy? He's a great caddy. Um, he also plays professional golf. He caddied for me twice throughout the semester year, and um, he's originally from Ohio, but spends the off seasons in Phoenix. So, we had practiced together a good bit last off season, um, and 
he was he was great. He really knows my game really well, and obviously we know each other really well. So he sure. took he took his job very seriously, and you know studying the course and and he knows what he would want from a caddy. So he was really good at returning that to me um, and and taking care of my needs as a player. So it was great to have you know someone so great in my corner for throughout those two grueling weeks. Yeah, and and th- that's not always an easy thing um, to be able to do. I know a lot of uh, the young ladies that we talked to this season from the Symmetra Tour here on the show um, might have had a parent that did that same thing, and some uh, really gelled very well out in the golf course, and others it was a, a little bit more testy at times, if you will. So that's great that Nate really was able to step up, and obviously having experience uh, as a golfer himself, uh, he was able to draw from that to be able to know when to step in and when to sort of back off and let you deal with, you know, whatever situation might need to be dealt with and just be supportive at times. So um, that that's great. Kudos to and Nate, if you're listening, good two thumbs up, my man. Um, so I want to, I want to ask you, Sarah, as I mentioned in the opening uh, comments, uh, you had a, a very uh, great uh, Symmetra tour season. You obviously ended up in the Q series um, what part of your game do you think helped you the most this season? What was your sort of uh, strength this season that really uh, kept the glue together? I think kind of the turning point for the year was more of a mentality change rather than, you know, technique-wise or anything like that. Just with my coach mm-hmm. back home, um, it was a lot of kind of the same thing, you know, simple fixes. It doesn't get too far off, I don't think, when you – you kind of have what you have when you're competing at this level and you've been playing golf for so long. So I think the big thing that that I improved on so much this year, you know, compared to my rookie year, was really more of a self-belief and maybe even more of a competitive attitude, trying to win every week rather than trying to make right. a putt. And I think I think that really helped me be able to progress throughout the season and finish as strongly as I did. Yeah, and, and, and that also was, I think, a very common theme that I heard, for, again, from many of the young ladies that came on the show uh, throughout the season, that, you know, they really had to, you know, it wasn't really so much their physical game that would let them down throughout the season. It was more, um, I'm sure, from mental exhaustion. I mean, you're out there, you know, for weeks at a time, you're traveling, um, and you're, you know, here and there all over the country, and it can get to you, I'm sure, after a while, so... Uh, I want to flip the coin now, and I want to ask you, because obviously everybody has areas of their game that maybe they're not so sharp with. So what parts of your game did you struggle with a little bit? Um, Obviously, you mentioned the mental side of things, but was there physical parts of your game that you struggled with that you're going to have to tighten up before you start uh, in 2019 on the LPGA? Yeah, I think... I think the biggest thing for who's playing well and who might be struggling and who's kind of getting the most out of their round is definitely short game. I I don't think you can ever be too good at that. So I think, you know, this off season, just really grinding on wedges, knowing distances with all my irons um, and really tightening up kind of mid range, mid range putting, I think it's going to be big for me. I think we all, I've put in so many hours on the driving range and I've hit so many balls. I think we all hit it well enough to be able to compete every week. Right. It's really just making sure you save those couple shots every round when you might not be hitting at your best or maybe making a couple more 15, 20 footers every round. 
Yeah, and that's a great point, Sarah, because, you know, as I mentioned to Jennifer earlier, um, you know, you can be hitting out in the middle of every fairway or most of the fairways, but if you're not hitting it on the green or when you get on the green, you're two and three putting every hole, um, that can make obviously a world of difference in how you're going to, uh, you know, score by the end of the, the round. So that's a, some great advice and tips for, for many of our amateurs that are tuning in. Um, now, as I mentioned, also you earned All-American uh, Honorable Mention while you were at uh, the University of, of Southern uh, Calif- uh, Carolina, excuse me, uh, and also the 2016 Golf Week All-American. That had to be pretty sweet uh, to accomplish that for you. I mean, that had to be really sort of uh, affirming um, what you already knew about yourself, that you're a, a strong player and that you're able to go out there and get the job done. That had to be sort of... Um, you know, a, a way of, and I don't like to use the term patting yourself on the back, but a way of acknowledging how hard you work out there. Would you agree with that? Definitely. And just to do that my senior year and be able to reflect on how far I had come from freshman year and being able to do that alongside my coaches and some great girls I had as teammates, it was really amazing to do that at the end of my career and be able to just see, you know, kind of have a flashback moment of, well, this is really cool. This is one of my biggest goals in college was to become an All-American. So it was it was very rewarding to be able to get that goal crossed off. Yeah, and uh, what did you study? Uh, what was your major at, uh, at South Carolina? I did marketing and management. Okay, very good, very good. Now, do you have any – I mean, obviously you want to get out and play on the LPGA Tour, and that's going to be the focal point, but is there some other area or occupation at some point maybe later on that you have an interest in, that, or, or is that just sort of a general – uh, um, major that you wanted to to tackle? Yeah, I mean, at the at the time, I really, I did really enjoy my time studying marketing management at South Carolina, and kind of at the time, I was I was pretty interested in staying within sports, and you know, if one day you could be on a marketing team for some sort of up and coming sport sporting good company, or you know, a big name like Nike or Under Armour or something like that, that would be a dream come true. Um, something else I'm really passionate about is just study of the body. Um, I got injured in college Mm -hmm. my junior year and had to go through a ton of rehab and just physical therapy. So I've, I've really gotten interested in how the body works, how to recover. So, you know, maybe down the road, you know, it would be pretty lucky to go back to school after so much time if I can compete on tour for, you know, 10 years, but I love learning about that kind of stuff. So that's what, that that's a big interest to me as well. Maybe get into sports fitness in some way and, and be able to help other uh, players, uh, you know, deal with. Yeah. I think that's a great thing. And that, and that's, and that's something that's a, a much bigger um, thing going on now in today's competitive sports than there was, you know, in earlier times and especially in golf. I mean, fitness was not really a huge uh, platform. I mean, certainly people did go out and, and exercise a little bit, but not to the degree that then now they're more athletic, I think. And, and I think uh, obviously understanding how the body works better and what the stress areas are and, and how to um, sort of nurse them back to health when you, when you do have injury. And um, now, as also mentioned too, uh, very early on, because you are, you are still quite young, when you were in the fourth grade, of course, you had the uh, opportunity to watch Annika Sorenstam uh, shoot her historic 59. What did you think when you saw that, and did you really uh, have much of an interest in golf at that time leading up to it, uh, or was that very early on in, in your interest? 
it was, I would say from a competitive standpoint, it was pretty early on. Uh, my brother is six years older than me, and my dad got, you know, my mom, my brother, and me all into golf. So I grown up at the golf course, um, and, you know, seeing my dad play golf and practice every Saturday morning, I'd go with him, and I'd play in the bunker while he had, well, he practices bunker games. So I was always around it, and I loved it. But I think being able to witness that was really eye-opening for me just to how big golf really was. And, be, you know, I was young, but I definitely remember just how on the edge of everyone's seat that, that the crowd was and being able to witness such an amazing piece of history. Um, I just felt I could, you know, you could feel that atmosphere. It was, it was just in the air that day. So... I think that was one of the biggest things that kind of got my competitive juices flowing for golf, for sure. Yeah, and, and Annika was such a great, um, not only a great player, but also a great athlete as well. I mean, it was very well documented that she took fitness serious as well. Uh, you know, she got out there and she worked out and, and really kept herself in, in great shape. And I think that was one of the reasons, too, that uh, she was, uh, I guess, for lack of better words, that the, the um, female version of Tiger Woods, that she got out there and really took her fitness seriously. And that's why she dominated the game for so long. So uh, that's sort of attests to what you were just talking about. Um, what specifically in her game uh, do you see, if at all, in yourself? Is there anything about her style of play that maybe parallels a little bit of your style of play? Um, I think mostly just kind of the fire and competitiveness. Um, you know, she always had that look on her face that she, that she was, she was going to go out there and dominate, you know, there was never, I, I never really watched her and thought that that was wavering either way or another, you know, it always seemed like she could turn it on right then and there and be able to, you know, rattle off 10 birdies or something like that. So I, I like to think that I try when I was when I was growing up playing. I tried to emulate her in that way, and I I think I I tend to play more fiery. So um, that would be cool if you know at, at the end of the day I'm compare I can compare myself to her fire and her competitiveness. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, obviously we're all individual. We all play individually, um, but I think there's some great cues that that any player can take. Uh, from somebody like Annika uh, or any of the other top players out there on tour. Um, you certainly don't necessarily want to, um, you know, wrap your entire game exactly the way they do it, but there are always some great positive tips that you can pull away and say, okay, I like her fireness or her competitiveness, and, and I want to get out there and do that as well. And, and, and uh, I think that's a great thing. Um, now, do you have any aspirations? Obviously, you're, you're going to go out and play on tour, and you're going to uh, go out there and grind it with some of the best players in the world. Um, but what about afterwards? Do you, have you thought about maybe considering teaching and doing something to sort of give back uh, to the next generation? Definitely. I mean, I think golf will always be in my blood. Um, I love, I, I don't know how great of a coach I am, but I do love if I'm sitting on the range, even with my dad or a friend who might not play golf very much. Um, and it's just kind of picking it up as a beginner, being able to, give a tip here or there and kind of see their faces light up when they get their light bulb moment and they find something that feels good. I think that that's mm -hmm. such a rewarding feeling. And I, I, I love being able to do that. Um, so definitely, I mean, I'll always stay in golf and I'll always love the game. So I imagine down the road, I'll, I'll be involved in some way. 
Right. And, and as you know, um, Sarah, that, that, you know, golf is so, um, closely wrapped into so many great charities out there. I mean, there's no, um, and it's not even a close call. There is no other sport or game out there that does more for charities than golf. I mean, there are literally, I mean, it would probably blow your mind. I actually had a guest on my other program a few years back that actually wrote a book and all of the different golf uh, tournaments just in the U.S. alone. And I think there's something like 140,000 tournaments a year uh, in the United States that are all wrapped around some form of charity or charities, um, which, uh, again, does not even come close in any other sport. So golf definitely does a lot to give back within their communities. Obviously, the LPGA and the PGA uh, Tours give a lot back to those communities when they come and and host an event uh, in in whatever city or or town they're going to be in. Um, When you step out, first off, when are you going to step out uh, on tour? Like when is going to be your official launch, if you will, uh, uh, next season? I think we don't have our tentative or, you know, confirmed schedule yet, but I think there is a tournament. Our first tournament would possibly be in February. So whenever the first tournament is, I'll be teeing it up. Well, that sounds great. Now, what are you going to do in the meantime? I know you're going to go back when you get home. You're going to flop on the couch for a little while and, and rest <laughs> from um, from the last couple of weeks, and I don't blame you. Um, but what do you – I mean, obviously, I know you're going to work on, on parts of your game, but what else do you like to do? Like, what what other things – because you've got to have some decompression a little bit, too. You can't just be uh, 24-7 golf uh, all the time. I mean, I, I love golf, and, and I love to talk golf, and I love to play golf, but even I have to have something else uh, as a distraction – just to get out there. So what do you like to do for fun besides golf? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just with being on the road so much, it's so nice to be able to go home and have my mom, my dad, and my brother all in one place. So I can go out to dinner with all of them, um, see high school friends. My childhood best friend lives in Phoenix. So just being able to see them again. um, I love being outdoors this time of year in Phoenix. I think everyone does. So being able to go hike and just be outside and, enjoy the people that I don't get to see very often. I think that's the best way for me to decompress once I'm back home. Is it hard? I mean, does anybody come with you out on tour? Like does your uh, parents or anybody from time to time? uh, I mean, obviously Nate came with you this time uh, and caddied a little bit, but uh, does any of your family have an opportunity to follow around with you when you're out on tour? And if not, what do you do to sort of combat that, um, you know, being on your own a lot? Yeah, I um I didn't have my parents out on tour this year. We all got a little superstitious once they started playing well towards the end. So they they figured they we all figured they'd stay at home. But um um it is hard. I think it can be very lonely, um, as we all know, but you right. have to take the initiative I think to make sure that you're hanging out with your friends out there, taking the time to go see a movie or maybe go get a manicure with one of the girls out there going out to dinner, um, kind of even throwing yourself into the community, maybe doing one of the community outreach uh, events, a junior clinic Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, And then just in terms of staying in touch with family, FaceTime is probably the greatest thing (laughs) that we've invented. (laughs) So being able to actually get to see them um, and talk live like that is great. you know, I think that's the easiest way to keep in touch and be able to combat that. Yeah, it's hard. And, and again, this is something that was 
resonated with a lot of the young ladies that come out here. That was the hardest, I think, for them to, um, you know, obviously getting out there and grinding it out every day, that's what they're there for. But um, at the end of the day, you've, you've got to kind of go home by yourself and, and figure out some things to do. So obviously that's very, very difficult. So I'm sure getting home is going to be something that uh, you're going to look forward to, not only to rest, but to visit with family and friends that you obviously haven't had a chance to, to see face-to-face, not on FaceTime, but face-to-face for mm-hmm. a little while now. Definitely. So I'm sure that's, that's going to be important. So um, once the, the initial, um, you know, hellos and, and all that, you've had some rest and, and you're going to get back out there, um, what else do you like to go out and do? I mean, obviously you like to hang out with friends and things like that but uh, and go to movies, but are there other sports or activities that you enjoy doing um, in addition to hiking? Um, I, I have a great gym back at home. It's called Premier Fitness Systems, um, and I, I go there probably five days a week, so I love kind of immersing myself in that little community of people. Um, I don't really get too into too into other sports um i've got a i've got a little cocker spaniel at home so he he gets oh, a wow. nightly walk at the at the golf course um every night so that's always nice to have a little little outdoor time with him and my dad takes him every night so we'll go out to our home course moon valley and hit a few shots surround around the greens and hit shots and everything so that's definitely something that i'm looking forward to once i get back Right. What about, um, you know, when, when I say diet, I don't mean being on a diet, but obviously when you're out on tour, sometimes, um, you know, you're, you're so busy in that. Are you pretty regimented when it comes to your nutrition? Because that's obviously something that's important as well. Are you very regimented or do you every once in a while slip in a, a cheeseburger or something like that? Yeah, every, every once in a while you got to work in a pizza or some Chick-fil-A. Um, but I would say I try to watch definitely tournament week, maybe a little more lax on an off week, but I did notice last season, you know, my rookie season, I only really played the second half this metro year and last year playing the full year, you, I started to notice more changes in my diet and maybe how food might affect me down the road when I'd been on the road for so long. So that's, Right. That's going to be something this off season that I'm really going to try and dedicate myself to figuring out the foods that my body reacts the best to and getting on sort of, a, you know, a diet plan or a routine where I can take that out on the road next year and it'll be easy to follow because I've been doing it all winter. So that that's, that's a big priority for me once I get home and see my doctor and all of that. Right. And, and something, too, that uh, a lot of the other young ladies that we talked to this season, um, obviously, w- nutrition was something that was important to them. Uh, are you somebody that enjoys cooking? Like, do you kind of do your own meals a lot of the times? Obviously, you, you have a pizza or cheeseburger, like you said, but do you do a lot of your own cooking when you're out uh, on the road? Or do you just sort of just choose some, some better uh, quality restaurants when you go out and eat? Or what do you normally do? Yeah, I mean, we stay with a ton of great host families. I would say maybe I only had a handful of tournaments where I didn't stay with a host last year. And they're so great about feeding us and treating us like their own their their own family. So, you know, that, that helps not eating out every night. Um, I will say if I am right. eating out, it might be something like a Chipotle burrito bowl or something like that to where I'm getting good quality ingredients. 
Um, you know, but being able to eat in someone's home and maybe, you know, being able to buy your own groceries, cook your own breakfast and lunch and dinner definitely helps in staying more on that routine where you're you're keeping your body feeling great. Yeah, and and I think that's something that's that's you know equally important to the to the fitness side as well as good nutrition because there's nothing worse, especially with what you ladies had to do the last couple of weeks. You know, you're not just playing a round or two; you you played eight rounds. Um, if you're not fueling your body uh, correctly, you can lose a lot of steam out there. People don't realize that you know playing 18 holes of golf every day for several days in a row in a row. Uh, takes a lot of energy, a lot more than I think what people realize. Just because you're not doing wind sprints out there doesn't mean that you're not, um, you know, needing to fuel that body. So obviously nutrition is something um, that is equally as important as, as getting a good workout in as well. So um, so you've got a little bit further to head home. Uh, when do you anticipate you're going to be home? I think around 3.30 or 4 o'clock today. Oh, well, that's good then. So you'll still have some daylight. You can take out uh, – your your uh, your furry friend for a little walk before the sun sets and uh, and get a little bit of relaxation in as well. Well, Sarah, I want to thank you very much for for joining me uh, this morning on the Women of Golf Show. I appreciate you uh, pulling over and uh, taking a few moments. Now you want to eager to get home and, and rest and and visit with family and, and friends. Um, but uh, best of luck next season out on the LPJ, go out and, and win lots of tournaments. And I hope that you'll uh, afford us the opportunity to maybe interview again. Uh, once you've been out in the LPGA Tour. Definitely. I'd love to be back. Thank you for for having me today. All right. Drive safe and uh, much continued success and knock them dead next year. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Sarah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was my very special guest, uh, another uh, Symmetra Tour Q Series finalist uh, Sarah Smelzel, uh, on her way back to Phoenix, Arizona, to visit family and friends and uh, relax. Uh, relax, excuse me. After uh, the last couple of weeks grinding it out uh, during the Q Series, of course she finished uh, third with a 14 under overall was her, her score, and uh, just played some great golf and obviously uh, very excited and anticipating her uh, next phase of her golf career. Uh, I want to also thank you, uh, uh, thank, excuse me, Jennifer uh, uh, Cupcho as well. Uh, wish her much continued success as well. Thank you, ladies, for, for joining me this morning. And I'm um, sorry that Cindy wasn't able to join us, but uh, hopefully when you come back on again another time, uh, she'll be here and um, she'll have some great questions for you as well. All right. Uh, don't forget to tune in next Tuesday. We're getting down to the wire here, just literally uh, about another month, maybe a little bit more. Uh, of shows and then we're going to wrap up for this season uh, and then start gearing up and getting ready uh, for the new season. I'll uh, give you in the next little while, I haven't uh, got the official uh, launch date or relaunch date for next season yet. Uh, I haven't decided on those final dates, but uh, we're going to be wrapping up uh, probably about two weeks before Christmas this season. I always take a a break through Christmas, then usually a little bit in January as well, just to uh, let everybody sort of enjoy the festivities of the holidays and so forth and visiting family and friends. So, uh, and, and as do we need to do that. So um, I want to uh, uh, give uh, again, an opportunity for everybody to, uh, to have some good family time through the holidays. But uh, in the meantime, there's some uh, more great shows coming up and I hope you'll continue to tune in. Remember to go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf every Tuesday morning 
uh, from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network. And uh, also some other great ways that you can tune in is uh, through iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and TalkStreamLive.com uh, as well. Just visit those uh, social media platforms and you can uh, just type in Women of Golf and that will take you to the main page. And for some reason, if you can't join us live uh, on the network, just visit any of those links, scroll down to the on-demand section, and you can listen to not only today's show in its entirety, but all of the previously aired uh, broadcasts as well. Uh, in their entirety by visiting the on-demand section. So on that note, I want to, on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, I want to take this opportunity to thank all of you listeners out there for faithfully tuning in each and every week uh, here on the blogtalkradio.com uh, Women of Golf show. Thank you. God bless everybody, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>